1: Sure, so just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com, or you can click the uh, link in the show notes to get started today.
0: Thanks again. Welcome to Bible Mysteries. You're listening to Episode 64, Principalities and Powers. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? Are you ready
1: to take the red pill? And now, here are your hosts, Scott and Zena. Hello, and welcome again to Bible Mysteries. I am your co-host, Zena, and I'm here with the host, Pastor Scott. Are you and ready for this red pill?
0: I'm ready for the red pill. It's, I like the switch. Here, <laughs> That's fun. I like to have you introduce me to do that more often. Ta-da! People are gonna write and say, "Always let Zena introduce the show." <laughs> no, they're
1: gonna be like, "No, like, it feels weird."
0: No, no, I think they're gonna like it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm ready to take the red pill. We're gonna have some fun again today. This is our sixty-fourth episode. Ooh! And uh, we talked a little bit about the sons of God last time. We did. Uh, and we're gonna get into the principalities and powers. Uh, Which are, those are really in reference to sons of God and other minions that are in rebellion against God. Yeah, the fallen angels. Yeah, fallen angels and their human cohorts. Uh, We're going to see how that kind of eventually ties into what I call the satanic global elite. Yes. So uh, we'll get started. We're going to start in the book of Ephesians because, uh, and I think I even alluded to this last week when we talked about, you know, political things uh, there's not a solution there. Because, you know, I watch people make comments and social media and things like that, and uh, they take sides, and then they just add each other. Yes. You know? And left, right, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. It's still politics. And even though I might be viewed by somebody who is a leftist as a conservative because of my Christian beliefs, I am not political in that sense. I might be glad that a person who, is, uh, who might share some of my views um, takes a political position that is somewhat conservative, mm-hmm. but I don't place any hope in that individual because I know how this game is going to end. Yes, And there's not going to be a political solution to the world. And, and that's one of the deceptions to me that Satan has put on the world, that people think that we can create a government or we can create a political system or whatever mm-hmm. that's going to eventually solve this problem. It's not. Yeah, Because Ephesians chapter six tells you the reason why in verse 10, Paul writes these words, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might not in government's might, not in a military, not in man's power, in the power of God's might. Put on the whole armor of God, that's a spiritual armor, Mm -hmm. that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the tricks of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm-hmm. How do you fight that? If we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, a gun is not going to solve that problem.
1: Nope, you've got to live it in God's hands.
0: Absolutely. So he says, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. So an evil day is coming. Now he could be referring to any time that evil appears mm-hmm. and you have to deal with it. But there is a day in which the evil is going to manifest itself in a form that the world has never seen before. Mm -hmm. Uh, We call it the great tribulation, the time of Jacob's trouble, whatever, the end times, the last days, whatever you want to call it. But it's going to be danger unlike anything you've ever heard of. And evidently, it's going to be very similar to the way things were before the flood of Noah. Mm -hmm. Wickedness so bad that there's not a governmental solution. And the world is going to cry out for a leader to come take over to solve the problem, and that's the stage that's set for the Antichrist. That's why he's going to come into power, because there is no political solution. It's going to be an absolute monarchy. Mm -hmm. So all of these terms here, uh, principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places, I thought we'd go through and define them because they are specifically, they mean something very specific. It's not just a description of spooky, ghosty things, you know? Yeah. So let's start with the first one, principalities. The Greek word is arche or archon, depending on the tense. And it's got a lot of meanings, like some words do, you know? It could mean the first or beginning of something. Mm-hmm. It can mean the person or thing that commences, the first person or thing in a series or the leader of something. It can mean the first place, principality, rule, or magistrate, as in the highest ranking official of the land, like a king or prince. Or it's used of angels and demons. So when you put it all together, essentially, these are the original angels that God created, some of whom rebelled, Mm -hmm. because they wanted authority, they wanted rule, they wanted control of things. And therefore, they are the top rung of this list. When you see lists in a Bible, like these things, whatever the list is, they're usually in what is known as an ordinal list, or ordinal order, uh, which means that they're listed in order of importance. Okay or predominance or whatever. So um, the first thing is principalities, this Greek word arche, and it would be the highest ranking of these fallen angels. So Mm -hmm. Lucifer and probably his six cohorts that make up the seven-headed dragon of Revelation. Uh, But we see the word used, uh, and it's always good sometimes to take a look at a word that when it's first used in the Bible, sometimes that's very revealing. Sometimes it doesn't reveal very much. But sometimes it's very telling. So if we go to the first usage of the word principality, it's in the book of Jeremiah in the Old Testament. Now, it's not the Greek word archon. It's the Hebrew equivalent of it. But we read it in chapter 13, verse 18. And it says, Say unto the king and to the queen, humble yourselves, sit down for your principalities shall come down even the crown of your glory. Mm-hmm. So we see it applied to men, a man and a woman in this case, a king and a queen, and he's letting them know, you think you're something, you, you got another thought coming, right? Mm-hmm. Jeremiah's letting them know they're about to lose their crown and their glory. Uh, even though it was, and I think it was the king of Judah, but it's probably a picture and a type of what's gonna happen to these fallen angels too. When we talked about the sons of God last week and we saw the, he said, you shall die like men, they have a downfall coming. You know, these angels that think they're so great in power that they can even war against God. God could have just nipped it in the bud if he wanted to. He could have Mm -hmm. just destroyed them. But he didn't. He chose to show some amazing grace in allowing them. Evidently, they might have been given an opportunity to repent and they wouldn't do it. You know, because God gives man the opportunity to repent. Mm-hmm. We, so we see no active work of redemption amongst the angels, but we don't know what God may have offered them in the beginning and could have offered them forgiveness. We have no idea. Yeah. And yet they, they threw it back in his face, you know. So it's an interesting concept. So Romans eight thirty seven. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities... Nor powers, there it is, the words, mm-hmm. nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So Paul mentions angels, principalities, and powers in the list of things that cannot separate us from the love of God. Mm-hmm. It implies that they're trying to. Yes. You know, angels, principalities, and powers are involved in trying to stop. Man from coming to God's grace mm-hmm. or, if he could, separating us from God's love. And, and they can't. They can't do it. So that's reassuring to know. And the reason why is because of what happened at the cross. And we read in the book of Colossians chapter 2 in verse 13, And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, meaning through Christ, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was the law, Mm -hmm. which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. He didn't literally nail a copy of the law on the cross, but when Christ was nailed to the cross, our guilt was imputed to him, and so he took our place. But then verse 15 says, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Now, the word spoiled there is an interesting word because mm-hmm. when we think of spoiled, you think of like a kid being spoiled. Yes. You know, too much candy mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever. Or like spoiled meat. You know, it went, it went bad too long. But the word spoiled was actually used in, in a military sense. So if the army attacks and they defeat the other side, they take all their stuff. Yes. And it's called the spoils of war. So the spoiling here was that Christ spoiled principalities and powers. He robbed them of all that they had, their thrones, their authority, their power, their might. And he made a show of them. A show is like a a mockery, a display, you know, and triumphing over them in it. He was victorious. They thought, Satan and his angels thought, that by nailing Jesus to the cross, they were defeating God's plan. Mm -hmm. That was his son. He was vulnerable now. He's a human being. They couldn't just kill him like they can't kill you and Mm -hmm. I, but they could try to entice other men to do it, and they did. They were successful. They incited the mob to crucify him, and they did, but they had no idea that God intended all along that that would be the means by which he would redeem us. So that's pretty fascinating. He outsmarted them in their own weakness, right? Now, the next word in the list of Ephesians, of the spiritual powers, was the word powers. Uh, We we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against uh, principalities, against powers. And that word is the Greek word exousia. And it literally is translated, or, or it means the authority over mankind. So it could be a king or someone or a president one who possesses authority, a ruler or a human magistrate, and that could even be like a governor or a mayor or a a sheriff, Mm -hmm. or the leading and more powerful among created beings, superior to man, spiritual potentates. So they're probably referring to angels that are just of the next rank down from the principalities. So instead of being princes, they're actively involved in Satan's rebellion and participating in there, maybe in the hopes of climbing the ranks, Mm -hmm. maybe in the hopes of gaining a piece of the kingdom somehow. But that word is interesting because it's used, uh, it's translated as powers and authority. And in Revelation 13, we see something interesting. Verse 1, And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. Now, this beast is the picture of Satan's political power. So, the seven heads are probably the archons, you know, the principalities, Lucifer being one of them. Mm -hmm. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, his feet were as the feet of a bear, his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority." So now we see the dragon's giving him the power and authority, so that's exousia. So he seems to be the human manifestation of Satan's political power. Since Satan can't just come down and operate and set up his throne Mm -hmm. because of the laws that God put in place, the physical natural laws of the earth he's given to the children of men, Satan operates through the proxies. And so I would say that this beast here, it's it's a picture of the political power because of the 10 horns, which are going to be 10 kings. And uh, they're going to give their power to the beast. Exousia, right? Mm -hmm. He says, I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, one of the seven, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast and they worshiped the dragon which gave power unto the beast and they worshiped the beast saying, who is like unto the beast, who is able to make war with him? This is that individual that's going to come in with the solution Mm -hmm. to all the chaos that the satanic global elite are creating. They're doing it on purpose because they're saying, we'll create the chaos, but we'll give you the solution too. Okay. But you have to give us all the power, Mm -hmm. all the wealth, all the money. It all backs down to this thing like Agenda 2030 and the, um, the Great Reset. Everything that's happening right now is moving in that direction. That's where they're going for. Um, Skipping down to verse 5, there was given unto him, because he's a man, probably a hybrid. I would think he's going to be something like a Nephilim. Mm -hmm. Not giant in the sense of the Genesis 6 Nephilim, but hybrid and probably artificially created. Since we've talked about the DNA of man is far removed from when we were almost perfect. Yes. You know, so now they probably can't take a wife and have a child. But uh, unless there's some particular woman that Lucifer's looking for that could, maybe she's like a superwoman, you know, like a totally fit, like Serena fit, you know, (laughs) one of those. I'm not trying to say Serena's that woman, believe me, but I'm talking about somebody who's that perfectly Mm -hmm. fit and athletic. And if they did, uh, it's possible that they could conceive. But it seems to be the way the scriptures are written that it's probably being done through genetic type experiments right now. And that that brings up a whole other discussion about alien abductions and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months, which is three and a half years. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God Mm -hmm. to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. That seems to be more than just a human. to to blaspheme God and his tabernacle in heaven, he's acknowledging there's a God. Mm -hmm. So he's not saying, I'm an atheist, there is no God. That's that's not the blasphemy we're talking about. He's saying, I shake my fist at you, God. Mm -hmm. I'm more powerful than you. He's a hybrid. He's something about this guy. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. How's he gonna have power over all the nations? It's going to be that political power. Yes. Because the nations are going to give it to him because he's going to be the guy with the antidote. He's going to be the guy with the solution in their minds. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And so you can see the power is involved. there. It's like he's not Lucifer and his princes. He's he's a lower level down, but he's been given authority. And he's going to use that authority to control the earth, and that's how Satan works through him as a proxy. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, excuse me, now I'm getting the allergy problems coming up.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, wouldn't you know
0: it? Uh, and verse 24, 1524 says, Then cometh the end, this is after all this, when the Lord comes back, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. And we think of it as just you know like like presidents and kings, but yes. it's these guys too. It's these Nephilim, it's these hybrids, it's mm-hmm. these angels, it's all of it. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. So Christ is going to reign until all enemies are under his feet. He's going to put down these satanic angels.
1: You go, Christ.
0: Yep, and they're all going to eventually end up in the lake of fire. Mm-hmm. Now he says. Uh, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. And the word rulers there is a really interesting word. It's the Greek word, and I don't know if I'll pronounce this right, but it looks like (laughs) (coughs) "cosmocrator." Excuse me. "cosmocrator." And uh, cosmos is the word for the earth, Mm -hmm. you know. So it means Lord of the world, prince of this age, the devil and his demons. Oh. So it, it might be that or cosmo, whatever you say it, um, could be referring to maybe the lowest level of angels mm-hmm. or demons themselves, the devils that are the spirits of the Nephilim that were destroyed in the flood of Noah. And, but it could also apply to the people that are possessed or manipulated by them. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, politicians are demon controlled. I don't care what country you live in, you know. They I mean I'm not saying there aren't some good people out there because there are, but when you look and see the things they do and the back deals and the shenanigans and the the graft, I mean they're professional grifters, these guys. So and what staggers my mind is that we keep voting for them and putting yeah. them in. But I think again that's part of the deception. We believe a lie. We believe the con artist who says I can fix this for you. Yes. <clears throat> and they promise you the world. How can they convince you when it's clear they've lied about everything they've ever done in their lives and they've never produced anything of any value? They've been uh, living off the government payroll all of their lives mm-hmm. and we keep reelecting them. That's satanic to me. There's a demonic spirit that is able to blind the minds of people to vote for them. Yeah. You know, that's what I think, you know. So, moral of the story, don't vote. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you didn't hear me say that. If, <laughs> now, back in Ephesians chapter 6, just to refer back to it, it's um, that cosmocrator it was referring to rulers, but he said, the rulers of the darkness of this world. Mm-hmm. So, it implies not just humanity, but beings involved in that darkness, you know, the deceit. Uh, If we go to Acts chapter 26, uh, this was Paul sort of giving an account of when he first met the Lord on the road to Damascus, and the Lord was telling him, you know, you may be the bad guy, you may be the enemy, but I've chosen you to be my vessel, and I'm going to send you to preach the truth. So Paul had a major conversion experience that day. Mm -hmm. And what he said was that he's going to be sent to the Gentiles to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto God. So who had control of the darkness? Satan. Mm -hmm. Who has control of the light? God. And in order that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them, which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Remember last week, we talked about the two brothers And the young one wanted the money from the inheritance and he left. Okay, And the prodigal son. Well, that's the picture here. Inheritance. That means we're heirs. When we are accepting the gift that God gives us to turn from darkness to light, Satan loses because we become part of God's family. Yes. And therefore heirs with Christ. So that's the beauty of that. And the world doesn't want this. The world uh, is willing to, another reason why they believe the politicians is because of the deception and the power that these satanic individuals may have as they control these politicians and grifters. But also because of this, verse 19, Jesus said, and this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light. And it's the same darkness we're talking about. It's the spiritual darkness uh, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deed should be reproved. Traditionally speaking, you know, they used to be called cat burglars, right? Did you ever hear that term, cat burglar? I have not actually. Yeah, really? I think the idea was they, would, they were stealthy and sneaky like a cat. Quiet, they can sink into the house and steal the jewels from the museum or whatever, you know.
1: Oh, okay. You
0: got it? Yes. So, but they did it at night, see. Most of the time, wicked deeds are done at night. Not saying that bad things aren't ever done during the daytime. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, people love darkness because they can hide in the shadows, you know. But as man begets more, begets... (laughs) Begets As man becomes (laughs) and gets more brazen and more violent and more wicked, darkness is no longer needed for him. He doesn't care. Mm -hmm. So we're quickly approaching the time when things are going to be done in broad daylight. There's no longer, you know, it's like when you think about riots, usually they wait till the nighttime Mm -hmm. to do it. Soon we're going to find rioting all the time. And I think it's from the satanic control that's coming. It's ultimately being instigated by them. So he says, um, For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Because the light shows it, what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest that they are wrought in God. You know, so people that don't mind showing the truth, they love the light, they'll do whatever they need to do in the daylight. The rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. That was the fourth group. Mm-hmm. of that list in ephesians the word wickedness is poneria in greek poneria and it means depravity iniquity wickedness malice you know to, to evil intent against somebody mm-hmm. or evil purposes and desires so it's a very generic term <clears throat> but it was wickedness in high places so anybody can be wicked and do a wicked thing right yes but uh they're being directed in this sense because these are probably the, uh, I think the spiritual wickedness in high places has to do with the satanic global elite, the corporate oligarchs that worship Satan, the ultra-uber-rich, you know, Rothschilds, Bilderbergs, whatever, you know, whatever you want to get into, Gates, you know, (laughs) all that. And here's what the Bible says about them. The equivalent in their day, in Jesus' day, was found in Luke 11, verse 37. And he spake a certain Pharisee besought him, or as he spake, a certain Pharisee besought him to dine with him. The Pharisees were the elite upper crust of society. And he went in and sat down to meet. This is Jesus sitting with a really somebody that probably was trying to set him up for a trap. Mm -hmm. And when the Pharisees saw it, he marveled that he had not first washed before dinner. This is how nitpicky they are. You know, he he's wandering the streets, he's a prophet, he's preaching, he's healing, he's doing all this. And this guy, this Pharisee, he's all wrapped up in the fact that Jesus came down to eat and he didn't wash his hands. Yeah. And the Lord said unto him, Now do you Pharisees make clean the outside of the cup and the platter, but your inward part is full of ravening and wickedness. Ooh. I don't think this Pharisee thought he was going to get called out by the Lord that day. And he says, Ye fools, did not he that made that made that which is without, make that which is within also. In other words, God made both the inside and the outside. Mm -hmm. He can handle the cleaning of the hands, right? But rather, give alms of such things as you have, and behold, all things are clean unto you. And the point being, if you did the right thing, you wouldn't be nitpicking and worrying about these superficial things that don't matter. And the satanic global elite, that's what they do. They try to point out the flaws of the, Righteous. They try to uh, 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 fact check the truth, you know. Mm-hmm. They're always trying to hide what's real behind this guise of, of superiority. Hi, we hope you're enjoying the podcast, but I want to take a moment to remind you of something very important.
1: There are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know.
0: And the world is fast approaching the end game, and we want to expose the coming deception before time runs out.
1: Freedom of speech is under attack and evil elements within governments and multinational corporations are trying to prevent you from learning the truth. Scott and I are being censored by social media platforms as we speak.
0: This is true. So you can help us use the satanic global elites own tools against them. Subscribe to Bible Mysteries premium podcasts so the controlled media can't shut us down.
1: We can use our own platforms to help expose them and keep you informed. But to do that, we need your support. Help us to go full time with Bible Mysteries.
0: Just $7 a month gives you every current episode ad-free without these annoying appeals. You also get full access to our special guest interviews and special events, downloadable show notes, our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter, and access to the community forum where we answer your questions. Just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com to help us stop the assault on Christianity and free speech.
1: And don't forget, you can always donate any amount to support us at utbnow.com. These gifts are tax-deductible.
0: Thanks again, and here's the show. All right. If we look in Ephesians chapter 6, we just saw principalities against powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. Well, let's look at the term high places there, because that actually means something specific. Okay. We'll go to the book of Deuteronomy. Chapter 12, and we'll start in verse 1. And this was God giving the law through Moses to Israel. And he says, These are the statutes and judgments which you shall observe, observe to do in the land, which the Lord God of thy fathers have given thee to possess it, all the days that you live upon the earth. ye shall utterly destroy all the places wherein the nations which ye shall possess serve their gods upon the high mountains, and upon the hills, and under every green tree. And you shall overthrow their altars and break their pillars and burn their groves with fire. And you shall hew down the graving images, hew is to cut with an axe, of their gods and destroy the names of them out of that place. So it was God saying, look, I'm giving you this land to go into. I delivered you from Egypt. You're going to go into the land of Canaan. It's going to be your land. It's going to be Israel. Who occupies that land right now are the Canaanites and the giants and all the idol-worshiping hybrid Gentile things trying to do again mm-hmm. what they did back in Genesis 6. I want you to kill them all and tear down all their images and their idols and they worship them on the mountains, the high places. What do you think would be the significant? Uh, I mean, significance of putting them on high places? And I'm going to ask you to think about, <clears throat> are you familiar with the pyramids? Yes. Okay. And you know that they're not just in Egypt, but even the Mayas and Mayans and the Aztecs and the Incas had similar kind of shaped buildings. Mm-hmm. And they worshipped at the top. You, you think, well, who would climb these high stairs? Yeah. Have you ever been, have you ever traveled to any of these countries? I haven't. No. Yep. Okay. Well, I've seen pictures and films and people walking up those steps and they're like steep as they could be. So I'd be scared to go three yeah. steps up, you know. <laughs> And then they, you, there's hundreds of steps to get up there to the top. And then it's a plateau or a platform or whatever. And that's where they did like human sacrifices and stuff, where they would literally rip the heart out of a living human being, a beating heart, and offer it to the gods. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it was awful, awful. And that's what they were doing here too, just in a different form. But
1: why go so high? So that the fallen angels could see them.
0: Yes, the whole idea was they're honoring these gods, Mm -hmm. these fallen angels, so that the high places was symbolic of reaching up to the heavens to ask the angels, the fallen angels to come down Mm -hmm. and bless what they're doing and accept their sacrifice so that they'll give them fertility or better crops or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know. So yeah, the high places. In 1 Kings chapter 14, we read in verse 22, And Judah did evil in the sight of the Lord. And they provoked him to jealousy with their sins, which they had committed above all that their fathers had done. For they also built them high places. So I don't know if it was a pyramid, but it was something built to worship these gods. Mm-hmm. And images, idols, And groves, groves were like, there was something about creating these groves of trees where they worshiped the gods through the trees and things like that. I think of like the Druids and Stonehenge and all that. It was probably related to something that they adopted later, you Mm -hmm. know. On every high hill and under every green tree, And there were also sodomites in the land, and they did according to all the abominations of the nations, which the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. You remember we've talked before about the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yes. And that people equate that in a religious sense to just homosexuality when there was something worse going on. It was this uh, strange flesh and the angels and whatever, and a sexual knowledge of that. Well, so the term sodomized would be, it's it's associated with this worship of gods right here. Mm -hmm. So that's more evidence to show that that's what that meant. It was more than just what people try to limit it to being Mm -hmm. now, you know. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 7. Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 30. For the children of Judah have done evil in my sight, saith the Lord. They have set their abominations in the house, which they called by my name to pollute it. And he's referring to the temple that Solomon built. You know, they even polluted God's temple with their idols. Mm -hmm. And they built the high places of Tophet, which is in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to burn their sons and their daughters in the fire, which I commanded them not, neither came it into my heart. Now, we've talked about that before, too. Yeah. Remember, they actually worshipped Moloch and Baal,
1: Mm -hmm. and they burned their children. Yeah, it didn't make any sense.
0: I know, and it's coming back. That's going to be a part of this wicked times that are coming, you know. If men are so brazen they'll do their their evil deeds in the light, then they'll do the most wicked things you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And I believe what will ultimately come to light was that um, the satanic global elite are behind much of the... um, Child sex trafficking in the world, uh, of the human sacrifices of those children in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the reasons why wars are fought, besides all the political manipulation that's going on, is to create refugees. Because refugees have to flee a country to seek asylum. Okay. And the children are abducted. That's so true. By the satanic global elite. Our Leaders, I, I want to name names, but I'm not going to do it, but our leaders have so much blood on their hands allowing our borders to, to do what they're doing now because it looks like they're trying to be sympathetic to people coming in because they want to flee from whatever, but that's not what they're doing. Yeah. They're after those kids, and those kids are secretly being taken and transported at night to other cities, and they're being sold to these hideous human beings. Oh, goodness. Yes. And, and they have never heard from again, so... Let me tell you something. uh, I can't wait till God comes to hold them accountable because Mm -hmm. it is shocking. Um, Anyway, so these high places are all associated with this spiritual wickedness that these satanic fallen angels have been manipulating humans to do. They've taught them how to do this, and, they, and they're uh, instigating it. So they're the fallen powers of the gods that we talked about in um, Psalm 82. I'm going to read that section one more time just in case somebody didn't hear last week's episode. But um, this was God standing before these fallen angels saying, Why are you doing this? Verse 1, Psalm 82. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Instead of <clears throat> trying to stop it, they encourage this activity and feed into it and, and feed these human, yeah. this human depravity so that they can ultimately create so much chaos and destroy the world that the world's going to clamor and beg for this man to come, mm-hmm. the man of sin, the beast. I don't want him to come. I don't want him either, but he's coming. Fortunately, the Lord's got it worked out. Remember, he already triumphed over him, but it's got to come to its fruition mm-hmm. so that man will make the choice because man has to choose whether he's going to follow the Lord or follow the devil. Very true. Yep. So Ephesians chapter two, verse one, kind of puts the picture behind it. Man is wicked. Man's accountable. I'm not trying to say that, we're, um, that we have an excuse here because mm-hmm. we don't. We willingly choose to follow this, but the spiritual power that misleads men is right here. And you at the quickened, made alive, judicially speaking, who were dead in trespasses and sins. That's a judicial condition. Uh, we weren't physically dead. We were dead before God. You know, mm-hmm. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. Okay, what is the course of this world? According to the prince of the power of the air. Prince, principalities, Mm -hmm. the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. In other words, Satan's behind it all. He and his minions and his archons and his exousia and his cosmocrators and all the rest. Those
1: fancy words.
0: Those fancy Greek words. They're all behind manipulating mankind to do his bidding so that ultimately he's going to come down to try to take possession of the world, Mm -hmm. the kingdom. Uh, He says, among whom we also had our conversation in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. So when you think about it, the way Satan's able to manipulate humanity is through the desires of the flesh. We start off wanting acceptance and love. That's the natural thing. Sometimes we don't get that from our parents or whatever. Yes. So we turn to look for that in a replacement, in something artificial. Mm -hmm. It could be a bad relationship. It could be drugs or alcoholism. Mm -hmm. We're trying to fill a void. It's a God-shaped void because he's the source of love. But we seek it through a bad partner, uh, uh, drugs or whatever. Maybe we turn to crime. Maybe we uh, set our uh, sights on becoming very rich. Money becomes the goal things materialism mm-hmm. and then what happens when you get that
1: it's okay. not enough
0: it's not enough and when you've got billions I mean, what is money to you you know, you it's could true. burn a hundred dollar bill and laugh at it like you dropped a penny and it's not even that much yeah you know so when you've got all the money you could ever imagine what's the one thing left power mm-hmm. and power is over people So Satan offers that. I'll give you this power. And power becomes, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. So then a person with that much power turns to depravity. They can stand there and lie to you on television and say, "Uh, we're behind this thing that's going to do all this good for people. And the whole time their nonprofit organizations are are literally designing and implementing the depopulation of the planet Mm -hmm. through whatever mechanisms they're choosing at the time. It could be war. It could be pandemics. You know, it could be who knows what. Excuse me. So they look to the world and they're touted by the media as the good guys. Mm -hmm. And they're literally this satanic, this evil, and right in front of our face. But the good news is they're going to give an account. And the Lord is quickly coming. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7. It's, uh, Paul writes, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. It's been at play for a long time. Mm-hmm. Really, in my mind, it started the minute Jesus Christ rose from the dead and the devil realized, oh, I was defeated. Yes. I thought I won.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He, I was tricked. I was deceived. <clears throat> in his mind, he was deceived. Excuse me.
1: <laughs> he got tricked.
0: Exactly. So he was defeated at the cross. Well, he's been furious ever since. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to undo whatever he can. And it's called The Mystery of Iniquity. And it's everything we were just talking about. It involves government, politicians, corrupt uh, corporations, and oligarchs, religion too, all part of it, science, the media, entertainment. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. That's a reference to the rapture when God can't pour his wrath out until we're gone. And then when we're taken out of the way, shall that wicked be revealed. This is that man we were talking about, the Mm -hmm. beast, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. The wicked is darkness, the Lord comes back with the light. Even him who's coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. This guy is going to be so powerful and so loved the world will worship him because he can literally do miracles. Signs and wonders before them. I think it has something to do with taking the mark. And that's why people will take the mark of the beast because it's going to genetically change them from being normal human beings, frail as we are, to transhumanism you know, uh, to be that God-like character that Mm -hmm. Eve was being tempted with, you know. And he says, he comes with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. So man's own refusal to accept God's gift of salvation will be his undoing because he'll fall under the power of Satan in this this individual. Mm -hmm. It says for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness to, to be, to be pleased with unrighteousness is the sickness and the depravity that we're talking about. The world's going to get to, and the strong delusion that God's going to send is the, is the thing that really fascinates me because God sends it. That, that's how the the, the wicked satanic global elite are finally going to be getting their just re- desserts because they're going to fall for the deception that sa- Satan's going to trick them. You know, it's like the guy that signs his soul to the devil, you know, to be rich, and then one day he comes to take his soul. Mm-hmm. I know that's a fictional thing. But these satanic global elites have, in a sense, to be rich, to be that super powerful, they've given their soul to the devil. The devil's going to turn around and delude them too, Right. But God sends the delusion. So here's my question. What would it take to convince the world of all these different religions? You've got Christians, Jews, Muslim, Buddhist, Shinto, Hindu, you name it. Mm -hmm. You could go on and on. Baha'i, whatever. And they all claim their way is right, and it's a different picture of God, and it's a different, you know, whatever. And, in fact, they've, they've fought wars over them over the centuries. What's gonna cause them all to come together and unite in worshiping one man? Miracle. Uh, Yeah, exactly. What would it take to make all the religions forget centuries, if not thousands of years, of belief and faith and abandon it all to take a mark of a Johnny-come-lately guy that's the super political character?
1: Him to do something supernatural. I feel.
0: Yeah, I think so. That's why I think the delusion might be this: Lucifer comes down and pretends to be aliens. Because if an extraterrestrial in a craft came down, that would cause everybody to go, "Well, then maybe God's not who we thought he was." Mm-hmm. That would be the pivotal thing. And they they come back and they and they clearly have advanced technology. And they clearly look different than us and they say, you take this mark, whatever, this injection, (laughs) wouldn't it be funny, and you will become like us, then that will be the new religion. Mm -hmm. And anybody who doesn't get the mark is going to be othered. You know, we're going to be the bad guys. Yeah. We're going to be the enemies. So it's like in the in World War II when the Jews were branded with the Star of David yes. by the Nazis. You're going to become the Judea. You know, you're going to be the ones that are Judah, the ones that are outed as being the bad guys, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't true. Uh, Luke chapter four, we've talked about many times, but I'm going to close with this thought. Verse 5 was the devil tempting Jesus in the wilderness. Yes. And the devil taking him up into a high mountain showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee and the glory of them for that is delivered unto me. And to whomsoever I will, I give it. How was it delivered to Satan? We discussed this once before. It was delivered through Satan the controlling powers of the day, which for him would have been the Roman Empire. Yes. Having so much control that they could then turn around and worship Satan and say, you can have this, you know. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like he just came in and said, okay, I'm the new sheriff in town. It had to be delivered to him because man was given dominion of the earth. So Rome controlled enough of the world at the time It wasn't to say there weren't other pockets of civilization across the world that hadn't been discovered yet, you know, Mm -hmm. in the West, but um, it means that the known world was under the control of the Roman Empire, and the Caesar ultimately was worshipped as God. Yes. That's how high you get up the ladder when you follow Satan's path, the Mm -hmm. course of this world. So he didn't just say this because he was spouting off. He said it because it had been delivered to him through the human proxies. It's going to happen again, and yet, even though they're going to do it, they're going to fail, because the devils, the demons, the actual disembodied spirits of the Nephilim are smarter than the satanic global elite. First of all, they've been around a long time. Okay. They've been around for 6,000 years, you know, roughly. It's that 4,000. Uh, but they are smart enough to know, because they were killed in the wrath of God, Mm -hmm. that uh, even though they are banished to their fate and they do what they do and they make mischief under the control of Satan, they know that they've lost and there is a judgment coming for them. And the average atheist or satanic global elitist doesn't believe that, doesn't know that. So let's look at the smartness of the demons for just a second before we close. James, the book of James chapter two says... In verse 19, thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Mm. The devils know there's one God, creator, and they tremble at his name. And they tremble at the name of his son. When they encountered him, they trembled. Let's look at an encounter in Matthew chapter 8. And this is something to think about. He had to shut them up from revealing who he was. Matthew chapter 8, verse 28. And when he was come, Jesus, to the other side into the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils. Same things. Coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. They were fierce and they were very strong. They could break the chains that they kept them in. And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus Thou son of God, they know who he is. Mm -hmm. The disciples don't even know who he is. Not really, not yet. They know who he is and they say, Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? What is torment?
1: Obviously, it's not nice. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I love that. That's true. Torment is is punishment. Mm we are going to torment us? And the torment that they know is waiting for them is the lake of fire. So what is the time? Are you come to torment us before the time?
1: So they're aware of the judgment day.
0: That's right, exactly. They're aware of the judgment day and they don't want to go there because here's what they know is waiting for them. Matthew 25 and verse 41. Then shall I say also unto them on the left hand. Do you remember when we read about the council in first kings where God said how are you gonna convince Ahab to go up to the battle of Raboth Gilead yes. and they, they were around him on the left hand and on the right and there was the lying spirit that said I'll go mm-hmm. which you would have bet he was on the left hand. Because the left in the Bible is tended to is is typical of the wrong path. Oh or the path of wicked it has nothing to do with being left-handed you
1: know, All you lefties are bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interestingly enough, in the Bible, uh, a, a guy that was left-handed that threw a spear or shot an arrow or could throw a sling was more accurate than the right-handed people. Well, then. Yeah, they were the, they were the athletes. They were the real. No, real no, no, no. They no, 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 no. Jimi Hendrix, one of the greatest guitar players that ever lived, played left-handed. <sighs> yeah and he's, nobody's ever touched him. You know. So nothing against southpaw. <laughs> when you need a really good pitcher, you get a southpaw because a right-handed batter can't deal with him. You know, He can outsmart <laughs> him, it's true. But the left hand typically is a picture of the wrong path and the right hand the right path. Mm-hmm. So it has nothing to do with being left-handed or right-handed, it's just a picture uh, in a figure of speech. So the ones on the left hand are the wicked here in this judgment. Okay, and he says, uh, I'll say unto them on the left hand, depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, the lake of fire, Mm -hmm. prepared for the devil and his angels. Well, you know if the devil and his angels are going in the lake of fire, so are their children. Yes. The Nephilim, the devils. Okay, so men go into the lake of fire by choice because they follow the deception of the principalities and powers. Yep. All the way up the ladder to the satanic global elites who think they're going to be the top dogs reigning in the new world order. Mm-hmm. But in reality, Satan's deceived them too, and they're too stupid to see it. The Don't devils, listen to them. That's right. The devils are smarter than them. So now you know a little bit more about the spiritual wickedness that's going on, and it's it's sad to have to expose it and reveal it, but what's sadder is that 99% of people are just going to laugh at this and say it's foolishness. Very true. Think, oh, he's just a religious nut. But the truth of the matter is you ignore this at your peril because you will be the one sent strong delusion and you'll take that mark and you'll be damned forever and you'll end up in the lake of fire if you don't accept the free gift that God gives you. So hopefully you'll see your way clear to trusting Jesus Christ as your Savior.
1: Yes. And that's all we have for today. Yeah, and you don't have to take a mark to, to know that.
0: That's exactly right. You just need to have a Savior, have a relationship. You want to be in the family that's going to inherit the new heaven and the new earth. You want to be a part of that reunion when our elder brethren angels wrap their arms around us and rejoice us and welcome us home. And then you get to ask them all these questions about what was it like when this or that or whatever, you know.
1: Oh, yeah, and I've got lots of questions. Oh, me
0: too. (laughs) Me too. So anyway, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you, Zena.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. And I'll let you take us out again.
1: All righty, guys. As always, thank you so much for coming in and joining with us every week. If you can please like, share, and subscribe and leave down a comment of something new that you've learned or something you would like us to go over, as well as if you've had any paranormal activities happen.
0: yeah. Yeah, let us know. We might want to talk to you about that and see what we can tie that into the scriptures. Yes. So till next time. Don't forget to enjoy your salvation. And if you don't have it, I encourage you to trust Jesus Christ because you need him more than you need your next breath. Yes, very true. Have a good week.
1: Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening today. If you like what you heard,
0: please subscribe to Bible Mysteries and share it with a friend. If you want to learn more, you can go to Unlock the Bible Now. That's utbnow.com.